Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's a Monday morning, and it's going to be a hot one here in Indianapolis. If my eyes look a little red to you, particularly this one here. No, wait. Yeah, I don't even know. This one here, I don't know. It's because I went swimming this morning. That's right. Up and at them, baby. That's what we do. Now, look, here's the deal. If you're a fraud, this isn't the show for you. Like, let's be honest. If you're one of those guys that wants equal but special treatment or gals, this ain't the show for you. This isn't. I mean, I treat everybody the same. Literally. Like, I didn't grow up on a farm away from everybody. I grew up in a melting pot of Gary, Indiana. I've been around people of color, uh, Serbians, immigrants, Polish. Spanish, Mexican, you name it. I've been around in my whole life. So I'm not one of those people that feels the need to cater when I come out of my little southern Indiana, all-white town, and now I meet some diverse people for the first time. So you know what I'm talking about, people that change the way they talk. They talk a little more slangy. You know, I'm not that guy. I'm a guy that grew up knowing people are people. I'm a guy that grew up knowing people can be good, people can be bad. I don't care if you're white, black, it don't matter to me. Uh, but I'm going to treat you the same, and that's where we get into trouble on this show. See, because most people don't want to be treated equal. We want equal but special. And when folks don't get their special, boy, do they get mad. And they start calling you names because that's what the most tolerant do. They call you names. They call you whatever name they can come up with that thinks it's going to hurt you. But this guy, see this big fat head? Damn near bulletproof at this point in my life. And I thank you all for that. In fact, I thank the Indy Star for that. I thank all the times when I've struggled for that. Having said that, let's get right into the stupidity that continues to be the Washington Redskins slash commanders. They don't command jack squat. So, Speaking of Jack, one thing I'll never understand, maybe as long as I live, is how Jack Del Rio, a man that has spent his entire life in and around helping, playing with African-American guys, all of a sudden is painted as this evil man. He has spent a lifetime doing good things as a coach. I've talked to a lot of people about Jack Del Rio over the last 24 hours, and man, oh man, everyone to a man talks about what a great dude there that he has always been. But he made the mistake, Jack Del Rio did, of getting the ire of the left, right? He got them all upset because he had the audacity to say the word dust up. Yes, it was a stupid choice of words. Yes, it minimized something that really was more than a dust up, let's be honest. It wasn't what the left is making it, but it certainly wasn't a dust up. It was more than that. And he had the audacity to compare that or even ask, why, oh, why, oh, why? Why aren't we looking at both things? The supposed peaceful protests of a couple summers ago, along with what's happening. Now, he didn't put it right, 
But if I'm Jack Del Rio, I got to tell you the first thing I'm doing. Can we show the uh, statement from, you know, noted great human being, Ron Rivera, who has etched himself into the consciousness of the left? He is the guy. Ron Rivera is now all of a sudden, you know, the great freaking, you got to answer to Ron Rivera when you make a social justice post. Well, Ron Rivera, his entire argument about why he fined Jack Del Rio $100,000 because of Jack's not making the distinction between what was peaceful protest. I got to tell you, I'll tell you this on Friday, and I'll tell you this again. Uh, there was no damn peaceful protest in Indianapolis, Indiana. Now, it may have started out peaceful, but it wasn't. And it's okay to say that. Look, the Indy Star, which is America's greatest newspapers, they tell us, uh, I don't know. They, um, they continue to say mostly peaceful. No, it was a murderous protest. It ended up with Chris Beatty murdered. It was a destructive protest, and it was all across the country. And here's the deal with these protests that all these guys want to tell you. Listen to what Del Rio says. Del Rio calls it, you got to be able to make the distinction between peaceful protests. I'm going to read it verbatim for you because it just drives me bat blank crazy. And we listen to this crap. We do. We listen to it. We can't wait to listen to it because, frankly, we think that Jack Del Rio is now a bad guy or at least the the conscious things. Listen to this. Coach Del Rio did apologize for his comments on Wednesday. He understands the distinction between the events of that dark day and peaceful protests, which are the hallmark of our democracy. Like, I would have more respect for Ron Rivera if he said, look, I'm a liberal. I think people climbing up into the Capitol is wrong, and I would agree with him. Personally, I'm not a liberal, I'm not a conservative, but I would agree with him. You climb up into the Capitol, uh, I think you should be arrested. But don't BS me and tell me about peaceful protests. I mean, that's where you just lose me, and all you are, Ron Rivera, is another shill. That's all you are. You're just a shill. You're just a guy that can't think for himself. You're just a guy for a paycheck. You're not going to win anything. You've never won anything. There's nothing about you. You're a backup as a player. You're a backup now as a coach, even though you're the head coach of the Redskins. You're there because you fit a narrative. And the narrative is, well, I got to do, I got to make this organization look good. I got to make the left like our organization because there's too many bad things going on. And I know we're not supposed to criticize Ron Rivera because he's in commercials as a minority, but I really don't care. As I said, I've been around... Uh, Mexican people my whole life, African-Americans. So I feel like, hey, look, I'm going to treat everybody the same. That was a white dude I'd criticize. But don't sit here and tell me that the events of that dark day and peaceful protests are different. Here's where they're not different. They both should be prosecuted. The hell's so hard about that? You climb up into the Capitol, you climb up into the speaker's seat, you try, no, prosecute. You throw your ass in jail, but do it honestly. You burn down Indianapolis, you burn down buildings. I watched a white dude. Yes, a white dude. This is what really got me uh, triggered. Guy takes off a street sign, throws it right through Harry and Izzy's, right down May, uh, Illinois Street. Got me nuts. Made me end up going uh, down there the next day, buying food for people that were working to clean the place up. And there were, everybody was down there, black, white, Hispanic, everybody. 
was down there helping clean up these not peaceful protests. Peaceful protests don't have murders attached to them. Peaceful protests don't have glass broke, businesses broke. Jack Del Rio wasn't wrong when he said that people lost their livelihood. Hell, these businesses still haven't, haven't come back in my city. I'm sure your city's the same. Our chicken blank mayor was allegedly unavailable for personal reasons. Yeah, okay. Told the police to stand down while guess what happened? The entire city burned. Nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed in Indianapolis downtown is this. We got no more businesses. I mean, maybe the Indy Star decided not to put the race of the person in uh, in the newspaper, or Fox 59 didn't, or they're all afraid. But you know what? All we got is a bunch of burned down businesses. And if you think that's peaceful, then God bless you. You're, you should be the coach of the freaking uh, Washington Commanders. You should work for that idiot Daniel Snyder if you're that freaking stupid. The posturing is unbelievable. The organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demanded justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the actions of those uh, January 6th who sought to topple our government. Yeah, really? I mean, that just shows the ignorance of Jack Del, or excuse me, of Ron Rivera. I don't understand how Jack Del Rio stays there. Like, if I'm Jack Del Rio, hey, Ron, hey, the rest of you. I mean, at some point, you got to stand up, and it feels good. It feels good to do this show every day. It does, man. You get called all kind of names, but who cares? Always racist, always by a white dude. Okay. So they fined him $100,000, Del Rio, for basically speaking the truth. Yes, the word dust-up was wrong, but he's not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. You should prosecute those that tore up cities in downtown Indianapolis or wherever. You should prosecute those that stormed the Capitol building. You should. shouldn't prosecute those who the cops at the Capitol building said, go on in. But you should prosecute those that used force that did actually try, if they did, to overthrow the government. Of course you should. But of course you should, you should also prosecute a dude that throws a frickin' street sign through the front of a window or murders Chris Beatty in downtown Indianapolis. Of course you should. Common sense says you should. I mean, the level of stupid in this country guided by political correctness, there it is. Now, I'm sure I said a word in here. I'm sure in this, what, five or ten minute little soliloquy that I gave you, I'm sure there was a word in there that somebody at the Indy Star or somebody can parse and take and make me a bad guy. Because <laughs> that's what they do. You can have a great message, but man, if you miss a little word in there, that's what they're going to take. Dust up. Kiss my ass with that. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but geez. I don't know how Jack Del Rio doesn't tell him how to stick it. I honestly don't. Uh, I don't know if you knew about this, but a kid named Ethan Lyman got murdered at LeBron James' school shooting hoop. Now, Ethan Liming was a dumbass because he took a gun, an airsoft gun, and, you know, was messing around, shooting it at some kids, apparently. Not kids, 21-year-olds, uh, 20, 19-year-olds. And these three guys, Deshaun Stafford, Tyler Stafford, and Donovan Jones, beat the living hell to the point where Ethan Liming died. Don't shoot an airsoft gun at anybody. I mean, don't drive around doing that. What are you doing? But this crime was particularly vicious. And this crime happened at LeBron James' school. 
And LeBron James has been quiet about it. A lot of people think it's because three black kids beat up a white kid. Hard to argue. Hard to argue that that's not the reason. In fact, it's impossible to argue that that's not the reason. King James has been all about social justice. I haven't heard a word out of him other than pray for our community. One kid walked up behind the liming kid and knocked him the hell out. He got sucker punched, apparently, according to the police report. And then while the guys were fighting, guy walked right up behind him, knocked him from behind, and then they killed him. Got arrested. I guess that's enough for King James, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I haven't heard a word from the king. You're king. Self-proclaimed king. wonder why that is. You know what else? I haven't heard a word in the Indy Star, the USA Today. Now, these two newspapers, my, oh, my, we got a sports column, this Greg Doyle, that tells us how to live our lives. If you don't agree with Greg Doyle, he call you, uh, well, he called a guy Vardal, a, a, a cartoonist, said he dehumanizes people. I mean, they'll use big words when they don't agree with you. They'll use the big ones, and they always err on the side of morality, these folks at the Indy Star at Gannett. USA Today. Hell, Dan Wolkins, the moral con- compass conscious of the world. I haven't heard one word out of the great Dan Wolkin. Wonder why that is? Because white media is scared to death. White media afraid to death. Three black kids killed, not, not injured, killed a white kid. On school property of the biggest star in the world's school. And not one word, not one. You don't think, you don't think all white journalists are a little afraid? We all know the reason LeBron James isn't speaking is because it was a white kid. Killed by three black kids. Anybody that doesn't think that doesn't understand the world that we live in. I understand the world that we live in, and I know I'm absolutely right. And it's the same thing with the Indy Star. The Indy Star would be speaking on this day after day after day. Our sports columnist would be opining. But he's also the guy that gave a standing ovation to Archie Miller when he got hired as the head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers. He's also the guy that wanted to fight me, literally wanted to fight me, because I talk about my bikes program, which, by the way, is the only way I can get the word out is by talking about it. Gannett owns all these newspapers. Haven't seen a word in the USA Today. But when I told some woman, I told some woman that wasn't my wife, I'm not going swimming with you. Oh, my God. Headlines. <laughs> think white media is not afraid? Think they're not afraid? Think they're not sitting there scared to death of being considered racist? You know they are. We know they are. Everybody knows they are. Don't come at the king. <laughs> if the king had any nuts, which he doesn't, I mean, all you got to do is watch that little walk out of a press conference with his little purse the one day. Uh, he would be opining about this. If the king really wanted credibility across the country, I mean, he's rich. He's got all of everything going on. By the way, his latest movie is just awful. I, I forget what it's called. It's just terrible. But, but anyway, and I wanted to like it. I sat and watched. But nobody's got any balls around here. Nobody's got any nuts around here. Media's so afraid. Where's Gannett, man? They own all these newspapers. USA Today, I guarantee you there'll be an article on what I'm talking about today. Greg, you'll have one. Yeah, it's unbelievable. We all know the king's going to be quiet on this. I guess that's the world that we live in. I guess. Uh, What's his name? Khan, the owner of the Jags. He's on a mission. See, you got to understand what's going on in the NFL. The owner of the Jags, dude named Khan, right? Losing his franchise in America. 
like the first to 100 losses, the worst franchise ever in the history of the NFL. This guy, Khan, owes it. So he owns this franchise. He gets a coach in there last year. This coach decides, hey, look, I ain't worried about top golf. I'm worried about turning a culture around. His name was Urban Meyer. Oh, man, did you see that picture of Urban? That's between him and his wife. He right home on the plane. Uh, general manager told him, don't worry about it. Uh, Urban Meyer brought a level of toughness in. Urban Meyer brought a level that he was going to do what Urban Meyer does, which is turn this around. I mean, I can read it for you if you'd like. I mean, I, I, I did a little investigating because I hate when people renege on deals. What about you leaving West Virginia? Well, I left West Virginia because they were cheating, and the president told my wife that he was going to destroy us, and I told him to kiss my ass. Just saying. Anyway, uh, so Urban Meyer has a history of this. Bowling Green was 2-9 and nine when Urban Meyer took over there. 5-7 and seven, Utah. 7-5 and five was Florida. 6-7, and seven, lost, nine, uh, lost nine scholarships in a bowl game was Ohio State. The Jags were 1-15. I went and researched all this. So worst franchise in all of sports, worst facilities in all of sports, worst roster in all of sports. So you go in there, you try to change the losing culture. A lot of us believe you teach winning. You work ethic, toughness. Treat players like gods. You get the best trainers, the best nutrition, all that stuff. And you can look this up. That's exactly what Meyer did. You make it so tough, you make it so disciplined that people will never get give in. Now, in his way, that's what Bill Belichick does. But Meyer comes in there, the media gets sideways. Sure, he made a mistake or two, but what are you going to do? Only people that are perfect is you. The rest of us, we try like hell. So Shaka Khan here is trying to, uh, he's trying to discredit Meyer because he owes him $25 million. So they leak all this stuff. Wow! We need this. And they got their front man, Doug Peterson. They got to remember Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach that was so bad at his job, they fired him two years later. They knew they caught lightning in the bottle with a moron. So Doug Peterson takes the job. Why? Doug Peterson takes the job so he could prostitute himself to this guy, Khan. So Khan is, through Doug Peterson, leaking all this stuff. Can you imagine this? I want all you football players to look at me. I want you all to look at me, and I want you to look at me in all seriousness. NFL football players, dudes that walk around telling you I'm a man, right? Dudes that I believe are men, smart, tough, all that kind of stuff. They needed, quote, kind of a healing after being coached by Big Bad Urban. Kind of a healing. Old Sunshine, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence, he's pretty. Uh, He needs healing because Dabo's not there to take him down the water slide. We don't play miniature putt-putt after. Now we're in the NFL, where we got to change the worst culture in the NFL around. The worst in the history of the NFL. Like, here's the deal, and this is historic. The Pittsburgh Steelers were god-awful. Look it up. Look up back when the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears were in the same division. Then all of a sudden, Chuck Noll comes in. There's a little bit of toughness. Boom, they win. There's never been that guy. You can say Tom Coughlin, and maybe he was. But they needed Tom Coughlin. Five minutes early is five minutes late. Urban Meyer comes in, but old Khan and his little son, Tony. 
Now, you got to understand, Tony, Tony's running the, the, the wrestling. <laughs> so, I, hey, look, I got no problem if you want to fire Urban Meyer. That's what you want to do. You're the boss. I mean, there ain't a damn thing that uh, I can tell you. There's nothing. Nothing. That nothing anybody can do. But pay the man his money. Don't be so chicken blank that you're leaking things out. That's what's happening here. And you got your little hooker. You got your little prostitute, Doug Peterson, to be out in front. We needed healing. We did? We needed healing. Oh, my God. Healing. Oh, Big Bad Urban. (laughs) Hey, man, the NFL knows. They know, point blank. They know that they have to stay on the left side of this. They got to. So they're going to leak. Urban's mean. By the way, did you see what Jonathan Allen said about Jack Del Rio's tweets, uh, d- defensive tackle, team captain? Me personally, I don't care about his opinion. As long as he shows up every day, works hard, that's all I want from my defensive coordinator. The level, and now I've become a fan. In my opinion, everyone's entitled to their opinion, Allen said. Some guys decide to share it on Simmer, some don't. Doesn't make one person better than the other. At the end of the day, you can have a difference of opinion and still respect one another. I feel like that's what our country is about. That's what our team is about. How good is that? I know I jumped around there and I went back to the Redskins thing, but a friend of mine just sent me this. Can you imagine if I'm, if I'm playing for Ron Rivera? I'm looking at Ron Rivera. Now, I know I'm different, but this is how I thought as a player. This is why I went to go play for Bob Knight. Whether I liked him or not, at least I could respect him. We got coaches as activists. We got, we got Ron Rivera and Doug Peterson trying so hard after getting their ass beat wherever they were, trying so hard, we got to make the players love us. Uh, Jacksonville get the residual effect from the defensive work that Irvin did. He hired a bad guy in Daryl Bevel. You should never hire Daryl Bevel for anything. Daryl Bevel has proven time and time again what he's about, and it ain't good. Everybody in the NFL know what Doug Peterson was about. All you got to do is look at Mike Lombardi's tweets about him when he got hired and how many people responded to that. But the truth of the matter is now he was hired, Doug Peterson, to be the prostitute, the hitman. For Khan, so he doesn't have to pay Myers $25 million. Khan's never cared about winning. I mean, everybody that I have interacted with on Twitter over the last day have said the same thing. Dude's never cared about winning. Urban Meyer cared about winning. He didn't care about going to top golf. He cared about getting the best nutrition. You know, Urban Meyer in his first year, he already started a new building, already started with a different nutritionist, already got people out of the building that had been there for years and were used to losing. And you know what the little media pukes did? They criticized that. Oh, man, this guy's been there 30 years. He's a great guy. Might be a great guy, but he's crap at his job, so you got to get him out. When you come in like Urban Meyer did and take over the worst franchise in the history of the NFL, uh, guys that have been there that long need to go immediately. Actually, the first thing you do is get rid of those guys. I'm surprised Urban waited a day or 10. So now you got Doug Peterson in there doing old Connie's little work here. Urban, we need healing. And the little kids that play for the Jaguars, the men, you know, we need healing. Let me ask you a question about this. If you're a player, let me, I got two questions. If you're a player for the Jacksonville Jags, 
I guess it's different now. I guess because everybody wants to be a victim, right? But let me tell you how people of my age, actually, my son, who is that age, would look at I don't need no coach making me out to be a victim. I don't need no coach making me out to be soft. I don't need a coach making me out to be a pussy. I'm just telling you. That's exactly what Doug Peterson did. We need some healing. Trevor, are you okay? We'll get Dabo to wipe your ass for you, Trevor. It's okay. You're the best, Trevor. Yes, you are. You're okay, baby. Yeah, baby. You're okay, Trevor. You imagine being a conservative-leaning player in the Redskins locker room where you just watched a guy that didn't spew the nonsense that everybody else is spewing get fined $100,000 and silenced? I like Jonathan Allen. I've become a huge fan of Jonathan Allen. But Rivera can't say that because Rivera, why does he have a job? Because of his great coaching? I don't know. I don't know. I do know, actually. We all know. Uh, How about Jake Paul? Hey, how about Jake Paul, baby? How about Jake Paul on Twitter? Jake Paul ain't afraid. Jake Paul, man, the day I listen to a UFC guy is the day I I stop listening to anything. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, really? Okay, great. Wonderful. I got to tell you, man, Jake Paul ain't afraid. Jake Paul, let's see, Biden's accomplishments. Highest gas prices, worst inflation, plummeting crypto prices, highest rent prices ever, created new incomprehensible language. If you're reading this and voted for Biden you still don't, and you still don't regret it, then you are the American problem. <laughs> and everybody points, did you just see what happened in Canada? Disney just hit a 52-week low, by the way, just got it on my screen there. Uh, today's going to be possibly Black Monday. Well, under Trump. Did you see what happened? Yeah, nobody can just say, man, you know what? You might be right. Uh, The rise in prices isn't a U.S. problem. Aren't we supposed to be leaders? Am I wrong about this? Aren't we supposed to be leaders? I thought we were supposed to be leaders. So now because Denmark has something, Iceland has something, Canada, for God's sake, has something. I mean, can somebody, you know, I know we're mad when Trump used to actually have conversations with Putin and the Saudis. All right. I I know we're like, well, remember when Emmanuel Acho had uncomfortable conversations, right? Well, aren't you as a president supposed to have uncomfortable conversations with people that are your enemies? He talked to Putin. Well, I would hope so. He talked to the side. I would hope you talk to these people. Keep your friends close and your enemies close. I mean, the level of not saying, hey, you know what? <clears throat> uh, you know, you know, uh, you're right. If there is something, because Biden has said, hey, look, <clears throat> we have we have bills that are in front of Congress that ev- Biden, hold on on the 10th, said Democrats are working to pass a bill to stop oil and gas companies from price gouging at the pump. Oh, by the way, DraftKings just announced they're down 6%. Uh, Every single House Republican voted against it. Well, here's what. Uh, If it is simply about keeping gas and oil companies from price gouging, then make it just that. 
How about you get rid of all the other crap in the bill? Can you do that? I mean, look, we all, we're not dumb. We used to be dumb. We're not dumb anymore. People can read bills. They know there's a bunch of crap in there, just like the background check bill. How about you just get rid of all the crap? How about you just write a bill that says, okay, this is the way we're getting rid of price gouging. Boom. Everybody will pass that bill. Everybody will. Because if you don't, uh, I'll vote a Republican out. I'll give a rat's ass. But can you get rid of all the crap that y'all try to slip in there? I mean, is that possible? <clears throat> I mean, can you just put a bill that, that says this is what we're doing? I'm guessing that's kind of hard. But anyway, it is amazing. It, it is amazing. Like people, you know, uh, let's see here. Uh, Jason Verbeck says, let's go, Brandon. That's all you got, genius? No, it's not. I don't know. I'm just saying. I think it's interesting. I think all this is interesting, but I love the fact that my, though well, not my friends, the idiots that are conservatives cannot wait. I mean, cannot wait to call your name. Cannot wait to say, well, but, but, but Trump. Hey, look, man, what the dude just said there is right. This was the no excuses president. This was the guy that was the no excuses president. There were going to be no excuses. Period. None. The buck stopped with me, says Joe Biden, not knowing where the hell he is. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I, my wife said this the other day. We see this idiot in public not knowing where he is and saying stupid stuff and trying to be a badass, right? But can you imagine in private what that's like? Dealing with that stupid. Can you imagine the calls between him and old cocaine hunter? Man. They can't just answer this. Well, well, we have Democrats. We have a bill that we're passing, but the Republicans, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you were the no excuses president. I, that's what I read. You're not the no excuses president. Why, why is it always someone else? Why is it always, but, but, there's always a but. We were going to do, but, you're the no excuses president. You're the one that told us you were going to fix the economy. You were going to fix the market. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. No more COVID. You're the no excuses president. And all I ever hear, all I ever hear is excuses. It's Putin's fault. Okay. Uh, the Republicans. Okay. We have a bill. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right, but you said you're the no excuses president. Hey, Warriors. Celtics, game four. Right, look, I'm going to talk about this later. Steph Curry's best player in the NBA. You do whatever you'd like. Take whoever you'd like. Yeah, but Durant, man. No, no. I mean, the dude is on fire. The dude is playing his best. We're going to have a Game 5 preview uh, coming up here with Timmy Doyle at 10 o'clock, and it'll be the best you're going to hear uh, because I don't put no junk on this show. Let's be honest. If you're going to come on this show, you're going to have to have – you're going to entertain. You're going to have to have informant. This is an ESPN. You know, this isn't ESPN where we got to have uh, an Asian guy, a black guy, a white guy, a woman, a bald woman, a bald black woman. No, this isn't that. We just put on whoever's the best. If you're great at what you do, you come on our show. It is what it is. We, we, don't, we don't have criteria here. 
<clears throat> and Timmy Doyle's the best at breaking this stuff down. <clears throat> Period. Period. Uh, Coach Middlescreen says, seeing that Del, uh, Del, the Del Rio news made me wonder, how much has Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich been fined over the years for political thoughts? Has to be astronomical, right? Sure. You, you know, we all understand. We all understand what the great Jason Whitlock, now I don't know whether Jason Whitlock's a friend anymore of this outkick or not, but again, I treat everybody the same. The great Jason Whitlock says this. Right or wrong is irrelevant in TV shows. The NFL is a TV show. It's all cosplay. The NFL is playing the role of woke. Del Rio didn't follow the script. Football used to be somewhat based in reality. Now it's not. All actors. He was fined for not following the script. My East Coast office is on it today with content. And live from Rhode Island, I got to thank my East Coast office. My East Coast office does not mess around. Man, and you guys thought Adam Silver was woke. All right, we come back. I ain't mad about it. And I ain't mad about it. It basically things that I'm not mad about, including the White Sox. Inclu- hey, you got to see this video of two dads throwing hands at a pool. It's unbelievable. You got to see it. Don't tell me something about Steph Curry other than he's the best player in the NBA. I don't care what you think. He's the best player in the NBA. If I'm going to start a team, I want Steph Curry, and I'm going to tell you why. In fact, I'm thinking about writing an article on it later this week. Hey, keep it right here. Go tell your friends. We've had a great morning so far. Can you imagine Jack Del Rio walking in and looking at that effing Ron Rivera? Del Rio's like, I've been a better coach than you. I was a better player than you. Go get him, roadside Jack, or what is it called? Riverboat Ron. Go get him, Ronnie. Play the role, baby. Man, is Whitlock right? We'll be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, I ain't mad about it. I am mad that I can't see it here on my video. I went Chris Berman. Uh, oh, well, TDOC down. Yeah, this is your president. All you got to do is keep going with your stocks and you're going to see all your money go away. Holy cow. Uh, I ain't mad about it. Here's what I ain't mad about. Number one, I am not mad about LeBron James wanting to own a team in Las Vegas. Do you remember when? Do you remember when Las Vegas was taboo? Las Vegas, we were not allowed, baby. We were not allowed to do anything professional sports-wise in Las Vegas. All right? That's it. No, gambling, bad, evil. Vegas, gambling, bad, evil. Evil, horrible. Now Las Vegas is the destination, baby. It's the freaking destination. That's where we want to go. We got to do that. We got football there. We got hockey there. Lee, we're going to see the Colts there. 
Used to be, we can't have Vegas. Vegas is Maine. Vegas, you're going to gamble. We're gonna, the world is going to go crazy. We're going to be in bad shape. We're going to all die if we go to Vegas and gamble. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. You know what we had to do? Then we had to go and, uh, I don't know, use bookies. <laughs> but anyway, so now, and I ain't mad at LeBron James for this. I'm not mad at LeBron James even a little bit. He's smart. LeBron James is smarter than everybody else. Makes bad movies. Like, let's be honest, that thing with Adam Sandler was idiotic. You just throw a bunch of guys that you think are stars in there and away you go. But I'm not mad at LeBron James wanting a team in Vegas. Somebody's going to have an NBA team in Vegas. And I got to tell you, can you imagine the length and size of the knee pads that Adam Silver will be wearing when LeBron walks into his office and says, hey, put a team in Vegas. Adam will get the knee pads, pull his hair back, and away we'll go. I mean, that's what Adam, oh wait, he's bald like me. That's what Adam Silver will do. He will genuflect to King James, who, by the way, still hasn't said anything about the three murders on the playground at his uh, school. But anyway, long story short, I ain't mad at that at all. That's smart because somebody's going to have a team in Vegas, and, and LeBron James is going to have that team in Vegas. He is. All right, I ain't mad about this either. The White Sox, for whatever the reason, have been a mess. Now, the White Sox are a mess because the White Sox are usually a mess. When you look at the White Sox, you say to yourself, well, this is a really talented team. Jerry Reinsdorf is the owner. I'll give you some background. Jerry Reinsdorf is the owner of the White Sox. Jerry Reinsdorf uh, gets maligned in Chicago. He basically has saved the city of Chicago sports, whether it's the Bulls, the White Sox, whatever. So Jerry Reinsdorf is America's most. He is America's most loyal owner. He is. There's no question about it. So Jerry Reinsdorf decides he's going to bring in his old buddy, Tony LaRussa, on a bit of a farewell tour. There's going to be Tony, baby! Well, the fans ain't digging it. The fans will dig it if you do what? Say it with me. If you win. Fans will be like, yeah, let's go. Uh, can we play, if you don't mind, can we play the White Sox fans? I think we have it. White Sox fans saying we, I, I, do we have the audio of Tony La Russa being cheered? Then the Rangers added one in the sixth, two in the tenth, and they have a lead late. That's tough. Man. Tyler Russo said, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. It's part of the deal. It's part of the deal. I mean, Tony LaRussa, he, he's, he's been around it. He's a little bit old. And you think he hasn't been booed before? But the truth of the matter is he intensely walked a guy with two strikes. That backfired. Next guy had a three-run homer. Tony Russo has done a lot of things that have not been the smartest, at least in modern baseball. And look, there's an ageist factor here. Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. SWN down 6% today. <laughs> uh Yeah. So Tony La Russa gets this jeer, and you got to understand something about Tony La Russa. Tony La Russa is a Chicago hero. Started out as third, uh, no, Leland was his third base coach. 
Then he's a man. Then he leaves. Then he becomes a Hall of Famer. He's got the Bash Brothers. Tony LaRusso looked the other way while, man, Androstein Dion, no. How about horse steroids were being used on his team? I remember having a conversation with LaRusso and Coach Knight in the locker room in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I really liked Tony, Tony LaRusso. I did. I really liked him. But the truth of the matter is, Tony LaRusso's always looked the other way when it comes to winning. He's always been a, quote, maverick. Well, right now in Chicago, it ain't going well. White Sox aren't very good. They've been hit by injuries. Some of his decisions have backfired. And let's be honest, when you're a manager and you're the guy on the right side of the media, guess what? <clears throat> you can make some mistakes. But LaRusso has never since he, I think, I, well, not I think. I know he got a DUI back in the day. And unlike Nancy Pelosi's husband, he wasn't able to get it, get rid of it. LaRusso has been on the wrong side of this. And people, people, people are not happy that the White Sox aren't winning because, look, you've got to understand Chicago. North side considered rich. South side considered working class. North side considered preppy. South side considered workers. It's the way it is. Sox are on the south side. They're not winning. People are unhappy. People are unhappy. I don't blame them. But the truth is, La Russa really isn't the issue. The issue is the injuries. The issue is underperformance. It, what is his name? Grandal? Grandal was batting 122 last time I looked. Maybe he's up to 150. That's all you need to know. Here's the deal. Guys aren't performing. You can have the greatest manager in the world. Miller Huggins. Joe Torrey, horse bleat manager. Awful. The worst. Until what? When he went to New York. Then he became like a Mafia Don, watching Derek Jeter, Bertie Williams, Andy Pettit, and all the rest. Then he became like a voice, a mouth. He was horrible. Look it up. Till he went to the Yankees. Awful. So if guys don't perform, you can chant all you want. You can bring back Ozzy is who they should bring back. What the hell? Get it going a little bit in the South Side. By the way, there is, I don't know, there is not anything interesting right now about either team in Chicago, and it makes me crazy. That's all I'm going to say. New York, everything's interesting. Everything. The Mets are great. I watched Aaron Judge yesterday, or two days ago, hit a home run to lead the game off against the Cubs, and it's still in the air. It's fun to watch the Yankees and the Mets. They ain't nothing fun about Chicago baseball. Uh... Double D hasn't even said the kid's name. Sure I have. Ethan Liming. What's wrong with you? All right, let's go another direction. I ain't mad about dads fighting in a pool. Now, we're going to show the video. When you look at the video, I wish I had stopped it and circled it. There's a bottle of Fireball right next to the pool. Now, I got to tell you, watch these dads. These two behemoths are going at it. And they're going to fight. And I got to tell you, when there's a bottle of Fireball sitting poolside, you're going to see like dad's fight. You're going to see dad's fight. We got the dad's fighting? Oh. We don't have the dad's fighting? Oh, we do. Here we go. Boom, boom. Look at these two. Look at these two. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you're out there? Your son, you're at a Little League game, and your dad is just getting slammed to the ground. I mean, is that unbelievable? Look at these two. Bellies are flying. 
Now, they got to wake up in the morning and go, you see the bottle fireball right there, right by his foot. See it? See it? Yeah. There you go. You got fireball. You got a travel team. You got a pool. You got all day drinking. There you go, man. I ain't mad about it. Go beat the living hell out of anybody. Right Country said, you're talking about a murder that didn't happen to LeBron's school to get mad and transition to BLM. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would mention it, Nathan Harris. You're damn right I'd mention it. I'd mention it every day of the week. Guys on the YouTube chat are a little cranky. But there you go. Look. You see that? Why can't we just sit in a pool like a, with a unicorn? Why can't we just sit there? Why can't we just peacefully have our drink? You know, these guys have been eating sausage all day, but I ain't mad about it. I like when big fat slobs start, I don't know. Yeah. You can't day drink if you don't start in the morning. I bet these dads started in the morning. And do yourself a favor. Bill Polian used to tell the players, look, nothing brown. No hard liquor. Nothing brown, nothing clear. Just drink your beer. Drink your beer. You know what I'm saying? Drink your beer and don't worry about it. You get into fireball. You get into vodka. You get into whiskey. You're sitting at the pool. No. Drink some Coors Light. Drink a nice light beer. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. Like you get in the fireball, that might as well just be like gasoline that comes out your ass and makes you do crazy things. My son and I this weekend played in a golf outing. And I'm so sore. And, and at this golf outing, every, before you went out, we did a shot of fireball together. The reason I did it is because my back was killing me. It made my back feel better. But I wasn't doing 10 of them. I wasn't sitting around drinking out of the old jug. No, 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 no. Dads, beer only. <laughs> All right. Uh, Roy McElroy won a tournament yesterday, and it was fun to watch. He won the Canadian Open. It was really fun to watch. And Roy McElroy has been one of the most outspoken guys about what is going on in golf, the LIV Tour. He's been very outspoken. And Roy McElroy, uh, in winning, this is what you do when you win. I've told you this before. You win, you feel bulletproof. And Roy McElroy took a shot then, not a shot of fireball, but a shot at the LIV Tour, and particularly that guy, Greg Norman. He said, well, you know, I got 21 wins on the tour, more than some other guy that had 20. Is a shot, but see, you got to understand something. Again, I go back to right side of the media. Rory McElroy being the, oh, I don't know, the guy who has been the most, the most, what's the right word, critical of the LIV tour is now a favorite of the media. Because, well, you know, the media stands for all that's good and just. The media actually doesn't make any money, and they're oh so jealous when professional athletes make a bunch of money. It makes them crazy. They want to live the lifestyle. All you got to do is see the Indianapolis Colts media. Look up Stephen Holder. He's always talking.
talking about I, me, I, 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 when he talks about the Colts because he's trying to be a part of it. Anyway, uh, so he takes a shot at Greg Norman. It was a, you know, it was a okay, childish shot. Well, I got 21. He's got 20. Really? My dad's bigger than yours. Oh, really? I mean, it was a baby shot. It wasn't even a good shot. It wasn't even a shot of fireball. It'd been like a shot of know, sex on the beach or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> but anyway, so he takes a shot. I ain't mad about the shot. See, I ain't mad about it at all. I want more of this. I want more Jay Monaghan talking about, you know, with Jim Nance. Jim Nance actually did a hard-hitting, serious interview. He just didn't do all his little howdy-doody stuff. He actually sat down during this event with the commission of the PGA Tour and asked some interesting questions. But I like, I like when we are battling in sports. I like when tours get mad at each other. To me, that's fun. And if I were a player and I could still play in the majors, shoot. Be hard to turn down $200 million at 51 years old if you're Phil Mickelson. And don't give me all that moralizing, particularly. I mean, these reporters, my ass. Not one of these reporters has any moral high ground on anything. So just stop with that. Stop with that. But I ain't mad about it. I want to see more of it. And by the way, Greg Norman was 20 times the player Roy McElroy has ever been. I know he blew the Masters, but he's 20 times the player that dude has ever been. But I digress. All right. I am not mad. I am not mad at this. I'm going to say this. I'll take all my lumps from anybody that cares. Best player in the NBA. The guy that I would start a franchise around. The guy that I want taking the last shot every game is Steph Curry. He's the best player in the NBA. All these guys are better more talented, but I'm sorry, all these guys are more talented. All these guys have all this stuff, but the truth of the matter is, that's the best player in the NBA, Steph Curry. Most dangerous player in the NBA, most versatile player in the NBA. Now, the one thing I do get a kick out of is people talk about his rebound numbers. He just happens to be under the basket, and nobody really goes for rebounds. There's been one game this entire offseason, and it was in the Celtics. I think it was the second game, Celtics-Warriors. Celtics outscored the Warriors 52-26 to 26 in the paint. But Steph Curry, frankly, well, it's not even close. Who the best player in the NBA? You don't know nothing about basketball. I agree. I know nothing. I don't know nothing about nothing. But I know Steph Curry's best player in the NBA, most dangerous player in the NBA, the guy I want with the ball, most in the NBA, most versatile player in the NBA. I don't even want to hear about it. I don't even want to hear about it a little bit. I mean, I'll listen to you. I mean, if you guys want to whine about it, because a lot of times, whatever I say, people want to whine about. But you can have everybody else. I'll take him. There is no drama with Steph Curry. He is like Derek Jeter. He is Derek Jeter of the NBA. Uh, there are no cracks. There is no, well, we're going to wedge in here and talk bad about how that noted investigative rag the USA Today did an article about his parents' divorce. Oh, my God. Haven't said a word about three kids, or three kids, uh, black kids murdering a white kid on LeBron James' school. But, hey, it is what it is. We're worried about Steph Curry's mommy and daddy's divorce. That's cool. But the truth of the matter is there are no cracks in Steph Curry. Steph Curry is exactly the basketball. What freaking 
Derek Jeter was to baseball. The classiest, the highest profile, the smartest, the most aware. He is the best player in basketball, and I'll take whatever shots anybody wants to give me. And when you come at me for this, all you do is understand and let me know that you understand that I understand that you know nothing about basketball. Oh, man, uh, I got to tell you, have you seen Anthony Edwards? Okay. And why is Emi Udoka wearing a mask in a freaking press conference? I don't know. Everybody's giving me a headache today. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, But you know what? You can argue with me. Man, Steph Curry would be nothing. See, the difference between Jeter and Steph Curry is if Steph Curry went to another team, that team would be deep in the NBA playoffs. If Derek Jeter went to the Royals back in the day, Royals would have been nothing. If Derek Jeter would have gone to the San Diego Padres back, nothing. I'm just telling you, best player in the NBA, I don't care who gets mad at me. I'll let Tim Doyle rip me. 30 points a game, 50% field goal, 45% three-point shooting through the first four games of the final, and that ain't even it. There's no drama around him. There's no stupid around him. I mean, look, every day when they bring out some NBA player, there's a lot of stupid around There's no stupid around Clay Thompson. There's no stupid around... uh, Steph Curry. They're no stupid around Kayvon Looney. They're no stupid around any of them. They're no stupid around them. I mean, he's just a guy that has a family that seems like a great dude and tries to win. I had a friend. His name was Brody Stevens. He's a little kid. Died of cancer. Uh, I called, I called uh, Bob McKillop, the head coach of Davidson. This kid's idol was Steph Curry. Long story short, hey, could Steph... Get involved with this kid. Oh, by the way, Boyd is down 6%. I'm giving you stock tips because your president is absolutely killing us. But that's all right. You guys are good with that because it's not his fault. It's Well, it's got to be Putin's fault. But I digress. Bob McKillop said, hey, I, I, I hate to ask Steph, but here's a guy's number. Long story short, my friend Jason Stevens, the father of Brody, uh, Got a hold of Steph through another. Oh, wait, ASXC is down another 5%. Watch your stocks today. It's be miserable. But anyway, Jason got to the Warriors. Steph Curry could not have been better to a little boy from Indiana who was dying of cancer. Could not have been better. I mean, and real. Had him on the bench, had him in the locker room, had him in his hotel. I mean, you name it, he did it, and it was fantastic. I am not a little bit of a fan of Steph Curry. I am a massive fan of Steph Curry. His mom and dad are getting divorced. What are you going to do? Who cares? I don't care. You care? USA Today cares. Hey, wait. Hey, USA Today, the biggest star in the world, LeBron James. Three kids murdered right at his high school. One kid murdered by three kids at his high school. Nothing on that? Nothing? People Magazine had it. Nothing? Okay. A little surprised by that. All right. Dan, why are you equating a civilian on civilian crime to that of a government employee killing a civilian? Why can't you see the difference? I don't know. All I said was, hey, uh, why are they silent on this? Mitch. Mitch is mad. (laughs) Anyway, I'm mad about saying Steph Curry's the best player in the NBA. Or at least let me put it this way. I'd take him before anybody else. There's no stupid. No stupid around Steph Curry. The level of stupid is stunning. 
around athletes these days. I don't care if it's basketball, baseball, football. The level of stupid. And then particularly when you got a superstar. Steph Curry's a superstar. Best player in the league. He ain't got no stupid around him. Good dude. Big fan. Go Warriors. Tim Doyle's going to join us coming up here in a minute. Uh, Timmy D's going to tell me I'm wrong. Be very vocal about it. He's the best guest you'll ever hear. Don't at me, people. Steph Curry's the best player in the NBA. He is. And, and, and if you want to at me, you can at me. Huh. Dr. Jody Stevens says, uh, it wasn't a dust-up. Facts are facts. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Like I said, people will take, like this is what will happen on this show. Somebody will take that and throw it against a lifetime of what Jack Del Rio's done for folks. That's fine. Particularly white dudes. We'll be right back. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Already today, we've discussed, we've discussed the star quality hair and apparently the golden mallet of the great Tim Doyle. Hey, you can hit me over the head with this, but I'm, gonna, I, 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 I'm saying this. You may disagree, but I'm going to tell you my opinion and my opinion is Steph Curry's the best player in the NBA. He's the Derek Jeter of the NBA. He has no stupid around him. If I'm picking one player to start a team, it's, it's freaking Steph Curry. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I have a hard time saying you're wrong besides the fact that, you know, he's definitely reaching the zenith of his career. I mean, how many more years can he do this? You know, this is like one of those things where – yeah, you got to start slowing down at some point. I know we've been saying that about LeBron James for the last, I don't know, Dan, six years. Like, he's got to start slowing down at some point. But for Steph, that's the thing in this series right, right now. He's the best player. So you could talk about all the other things. The best player in the series is on Golden State. But the way the Warriors have won, let's dive a little bit deeper. Game two, they bullied the Celtics. It was almost like, oh, you embarrassed us in game number one. We may not be as talented as you guys top to bottom. We're basically going to beat you up, kick your ass. And they kicked their ass in game number two. Draymond should have been tossed, but that's another story for another day. So they win game two, lose game three, and then game four, Steph Curry, 43 points. So the games that they've won, they kicked their ass in game number two, and then Steph Curry had 43 points. So, like, you know, can they do that two more times in a series? I, I guess they can, but I'm sticking with the Celtics. Uh, I picked the Celtics in six before the series. Maybe it's going to have to go to seven, but man, if it goes to seven on Golden State's home floor, I'm going to hedge my bet. East Coast bias. For those of you who don't know, he's from the East Coast. You just saw East Coast bias there. Hey, I will say this. Timmy, when I was at game three, when the Celtics got their brains beat, or the Celtics beat the living hell out of the Warriors, was it, it was game three, right? <laughs> Yeah. 52 to 26 in the paint. Now, the paint doesn't matter, everybody tells me anymore, 
But hanging around the bucket, baby, and getting into the lane still matters, at least it did in that game. Is that a formula for the Celtics tonight to get into the paint? Especially when they're not banging down shots. I thought their execution in the fourth quarter was pitiful. They scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. You want to know why? He kept shooting threes. You know, the analytic nerds uh, are ruling sports right now. There's going to come a point. I don't know when it's going to happen, when it's going to shift a little bit to like kind of the old school ways of like, oh, we were playing this style of this sport for the first hundred years it existed. And now the last six years, everyone's playing this other way. It's like, ah, maybe we need to start. Like when you miss seven threes in a row, maybe you need to shoot a two. Like I was watching them and it was like, they were down three and you could see all the guys processing it on the floor. Oh, we got to make it three to tie it. We got to make it three to tie it. It's like, dude, this is going to be like 27 more possessions. Go make it two. And if you make another two, you're actually winning. It's like, it's crazy what the three has done to people. It's like Reggie Jackson at the end of Naked Gun. You know, I must kill the queen. It's like, I must shoot the three. Like, they're just walking around and everyone's launching all these threes. It's like, you know, you have Jason Tatum. He's six foot nine, six foot ten. I don't know. Maybe you should post up Steph Curry and just shoot over him from like 11 feet away. Like, it, I thought their execution was terrible. Uh, but th this is the modern day basketball that, you know, you have a bad shooting night. If the Warriors tonight go nine for 43 from three, they're losing. Like, that's just a fact of it. So I, I don't know, Dan, when is that going to happen that it's going to start to kind of shift to the way everyone played for the last hundred years of basketball? Tim, to your point, it's not like uh, Jason Tatum can't make a turnaround jump shot as you're shifting. It's not like Marcus Smart isn't comfortable going on the block and pounding you. Uh, it's not like Jalen Brown isn't comfortable driving and getting into the mid-range. It's, it's not – Tim, I'm looking at you here because your picture's right here, so I want to stare at you. I want to stare into those dreamy eyes and that beautiful hair. But I'm just saying – I'm just saying, it's not like these guys don't have that game – yeah, so you're a coach, right? Take me inside the huddle there. All right, we come in the huddle, we're down three points. We've missed threes on eight straight possessions, okay? Like, what do you say to the guys? I know you didn't coach at the you NBA me level, you? but what do you say? You want me to tell you in college? Uh, all right, everybody here, look at me. Look, look everybody get in here. Every, uh, managers, everybody tighten this up because I don't want this out. Next one of you mother guys that jacks up a three is never going to play basketball ever again at Bowling Green. Now, you can do whatever you want here, but if you jack up a three on this possession, you will be out of school, you will be back home, and you will have to transfer. Let's go. Get it in. Yeah, you know, that's old school because your best player at Bowling Green that's averaging 20 this year, he's transferring anyway. He's going to Kentucky next year. <laughs> like, like, it don't matter. He already transferred. Like, he already got an NIL hey, to I go down good. to Alabama. Like, he's out of here. Like, it's so uh, But I felt good. I felt good in that huddle. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to do it for yourself. <laughs> you know, one time I was in New York City. And we were parked. We were actually driving to the Meadowlands, which is a harness track. We were in New York driving to New Jersey to bet horses, my dad and I. And a New York City taxi 
like try to slither through like a little opening. It was a red light. And our mirror went mirror to mirror. And, our, and, and my dad got all irate. Like six feet in front of us. So my dad is six foot eight, 260 pounds. Pops the trunk, right? I'm sitting there. Gets out, gets a baseball bat. Bam, hits off the top of a taxi. And the thing goes flying, right? So a guy gets Whoa. out of the car. And he has like a sweater on. And he goes, hey, there's somebody in here. And my dad was like, he just looked at him. And this dude started running, right? So they get back in the car. My uncle was with them too. Now my uncle's 6'6", 280. My dad's 6'8". They get in the car. And I'm like, 13 years old. I go, what was that all about? They went, man, I feel good now. And it was just like your talk to Bowling Green. (laughs) That's what made me think of it. Like, they were so irate for those 120 seconds, but it didn't get them anywhere. I was like, you guys are completely insane. And that's why my wife, when we argue, I just go, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. It's like Goodwill hunting. This is not my fault. What I saw in my life has scarred me forever. It's Tim. It's not your fault. (laughs) It's not your fault. It's it's not your fault. Hey, all right, let's move back here just for a second. Um, If you are the Celtics, how do you approach tonight's game? Yeah, I mean, I think you put Marcus Smart on Steph Curry, and I know that he's guarding multiple guys throughout this series. I just think this is a game that you have to hold Steph Curry under 30 points. Because you've done a pretty good job on Klay Thompson. He's had one game in the series over 20 I think that this is a game where you really need, you know, the best defensive player in the NBA is Marcus Smart, who's defensive player of the year. This is a game where he just, and then you sell out, you know, like you force the, the pools and the clay to, I, 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 I don't know, like Steph Curry is just destroying you in this series. He's 4-0, Dan, if you're betting over on his point prop, if you're betting over on his three-point, you're 4-0 every game. So it's like, I don't know. You know, you, you were a coach, not me. How do you get the ball out of the guy's hands? You know, there's a, there's a way we used to play in Indiana, and when we were any good at Bowling Green, we called it simply no catch. And, and to your point, in my opinion, you've got the best defender in the world. If you really go, you know, logically, he's the best defender in the NBA, so he's the best, you know, best league. So at some point, and maybe this is the point. You got to say, look, you, you got to get between him and the ball. You got to go back to sixth grade, right? You know, hand, you, you got to force him three feet out farther than he wants to catch the basketball. If he beats you on a back cut once in a while, hey, it's going to happen. But, Tim, he has to be uncomfortable. And that's almost impossible to do with Steph Curry. It really is. And the only way to do that. Because, Tim, let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a great player, a great scorer, set as many screens as Steph Curry sets? Like, he he cuts, he moves, he dribbles, he screens, and moves off the screen. I don't know what the hell else you want. You know, so you got to make – you just got to make it so that he's not totally comfortable receiving the basketball. You just have to. Yeah, and my brother Dan, who played at Iona, was at Game 3 in Boston. He was sitting really close, and he t- called me afterwards, and he said Boston's better. He said they're better players, but you know Steph's going to be the equalizer, and he thought that Smart on that possession 
uh, possessions guarding Steph um, frustrated them. He, he visibly, he was sitting close enough that he could see that Steph was really, really frustrated. Um, and I want to give you the stat here because I have it in game number three. Steph Curry was guarded by Marcus Smart on 27 possessions, and he was 0 for 4 from the field and had zero points. Now, this is game three. You know, he also guarded Draymond Green on 17 possessions. Smart did, allowed only two points. He guarded Clay on nine possessions and allowed five points. So 27, 17, and nine. So on 26 possessions, he was guarding Clay or Draymond. In 27 possessions, he was guarding Steph. I think all 53, you guard Steph. So like that, that, that would be the one adjustment. You know, I, I, I'm watching the games from home, so I'm not there. That's why calling games, as you know, when you're at the game, you just see so much more. You feel the momentum shift. Like you can tell when a team's on a run. You could tell if a guy's a bad teammate. When you're at the game as an announcer and you've been doing it, you know, the almost same time that I've been doing it, but you've coached longer, so you know more. You know, you were in blue chips for crying out loud. So you know when Neon Bodo is gonna go on a run and you gotta call a timeout because Nick Nolte's drawing up great plays, you gotta get the ball out of Neon Bodo's hand. So like that's what you can tell when you're live at a game. So, you know, I've called games from home. You try to get a feel for it, but, I, you know, I haven't been live at any of the games, but I'm kind of taking the information from my brother who had 18 assists in one game at Iona, but the manager slash stat guy was also, like, the bartender at the local watering hole. And, like, I think my brother just paid him off. Like, he would throw it to a guy. A guy would have, like, 17 dribbles and score. Assist. I don't know, Dan. It seemed kind of BS to me. Oh, it seemed shady at, at, at best <laughs> or at worst, you know. But I want to go back. I agree with you, man. Hey, look, if I'm going to have the defensive player of the year, and I get it, you're trying to move him around. I got to tell you, if Draymond Green going to go get 20, all right, go get 20. You know, but I don't need – and you know what else I think, Tim? And maybe I'm wrong about this in this particular series. But I do think Andrew Wiggins is trying to guard. Like, you know, I, I think Andrew Wiggins on this end is, say, is doing what I think smart – should be doing on this end. Like, just take the best player. Do whatever you can do. If you get tired, who gives a rat's ass? Tim, the, the commercials are five minutes long in between whenever they go to break. So you got one guy in Wiggins who's doing – just do the same thing with Smart. Put him on the best. If you lose, you lose. But at least you don't lose to the best player in the freaking world. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no. that, 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 would be, that would be my – two adjustments, right? I, I would have Smart – Sell out because you have some wiggle room here, right? Even if you, this doesn't work, all right, then you can make it another adjustment. But I would just sell out and just have smart o almost be ridiculous in the way he guarded Curry, you know. And he has that ability yes. to be like just be ridiculous, just basically face guard him the whole game, don't help and like don't play right. traditional defense, like just sell out. And, and if it doesn't work, you got game six, you know, and then game seven, like you, you there's other games like. It, time's running out. It's a three-game series right now. So, you know, and you're on the road and you're underdog. You're expected to win game six. But if you win this game and it works, well, now you can mix it up a little bit at home because role players, the Peyton Pritchards of the world, the Grant Williams, the Al Horfords, they're going to make shots at home because that's what role players do. They make shots at home. So I, I would put sell out with Smart on Curry and then you, you got to balance. You, you talked about points in the paint game number three. You just can't launch threes. Like, 
I'm not saying you don't shoot them when you're open, but the goal should be to get into the paint, shoot some twos at first. Uh, you know that little kid that, you know, there's always a little kid when you grew up playing who guards you like this. He's got his back, to, you know what I mean? He doesn't know anything about basketball, but he's just like, hey, coach told me not. I'm not saying smart should do that. I'm just saying smart should do hey, that. Did he, hey, did How he, you, you, wait, you, the, you, you've made a career out of guarding no, one guy on no, one night. Like, he, no. you legit. You legit have one shining moment. It's one of the more famous moments no. in the history of sports. You stopped That's Michael Jordan. No, they, people, not, people, no, people undersell me. I, I had 23 against Vernon Maxwell. Uh, made a couple all-tournament teams. No, very much undersold. That just happens to be... You know, no, that's just, that's crap. I mean, you know, you act like you were a good player, but you had to be really good to get to Indiana. I remember, I remember when you and I were at Northwestern, you were doing radio and they had a Northwestern reunion and you guys walked off the court and I looked at you, I go, damn, there's a lot of losses on that court. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to go to Indiana, uh, first no, of all, you're, you're right. You have to be the best of the best. Wait, are you angry? I felt like a little bit of anger there. Are you angry you're defined by shutting down Michael Jordan? You don't like that that's the defining moment in your career? No, I feel I feel that my five points a game are being shortchanged. I do. I feel like that's <laughs> – uh, and that I beat him out of six grand. I feel like I feel like beating him out of six grand on a golf course was a bigger achievement I mean, we were expected to beat North Carolina. No, there's no anger there. Uh, actually, when I heard myself talking, I was kind of laughing inside like, hey, Dan, <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, no I, I went back. I, I went back and looked at just, for, you know, like how you break down games and stuff. I break down hair. And you had like kind of the middle part going, but then it fanned out to the side. Like it was straight down the middle. It was almost like, Farrah Fawcett, Charlie's Angels, but for men, like the way it kind of just was that was that blown dry or was that a, was that a was that towel? Did you blow dry that thing? No, no. Let me tell you something, pal. There were <laughs> blow dryers in the Indiana basketball locker room that were up high too for us. You know what I mean? And you know, you blow You're a blow dry, dry guy. Sometimes you know, back when I had it, huh? You were a blow dry guy. No. I would push the button. We had blow dryers on the wall at Indiana. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, there you want to know so whatever that was about spitting, players. whatever was spitting out of the wall blow dryer. Let's just say the end result. If you're a young kid watching this, don't hit the blow dryer on the wall, okay? Because long term ramifications do not work out well. <laughs> 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 when, uh, yeah, later on, I think there was poison in there or something was coming out of there. Like, you know, exhaust was coming out. But, yeah, dude, you see, I just wanted to put on a hat and have some wings flying out here. You don't understand that. You've got the perfect John Travolta. Yeah, wings. Yeah. You don't see those anymore, Tim. Trendsetters. Trendsetters. Okay, was that what it was? You know, it's always – I've noticed this. I've noticed it's always people that are a little heavy telling other people they're fat. Like I've noticed that throughout my life. Like, and it's like, 
it's always a bald guy pointing out my hair. Like it's never a guy with hair going, hey, right? It's always someone without hair that's commenting on the hair itself. I'll tell you why. Because us bald guys, we have no insecurity about saying another man has great hair. Some okay. dude that's trying with his hair, you know, he's trying like I used to try. I, I look at your hair and there was insecurity and jealousy. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to bring attention to your hair because your hair was so good. And mine was like, I was, I was Gene Katie light. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, it, it, you know, Coach Katie and I, you know, former Purdue great, came to my wedding, gave me a cash gift, 500 bucks. Uh, he told me that that hair was extensions, that he would just grow a little hair on the side here and then clip those bad boys on and whip it over. So we go, I go over to his house. He was living in West Lafayette at the time. And we, he drank makers, which at the time I was like 24. We were working together. I, I wasn't really a whiskey drinker. So I would drink just to you know, be cool because I, I'm easily peer pressured and I have FOMO. So I'm drinking makers with him and we stay up pretty late. He had a tanning bed at his house and I did not get in it, but I thought about it. I'll tell you, he had a tanning bed like in his living room. So we drink makers till whatever, 10, 11 o'clock. The next morning, now you got to remember, I lived in Chicago. It was Central Time, West Lafayette, East Co- you know, Eastern Time. This guy wakes me up at 6 o'clock in the morning, right? So it's 5 o'clock Central. He goes, all right, Timmy, let's go. We got to start the day. And he got every sort of newspaper delivered to his house. So like, I come upstairs. I'm like, all right, like, what's up, coach? Like, It's just him and I. And he made me eggs, and we read all the newspapers together, right? And another thing he does, I love him, he's a bomb caller. And if you get on the Gene Katie list, there's like six guys that are on the list. He'll call you, and if you don't answer, he'll just keep on calling you over and over again. I asked Matt Painter, I go, how did I, as an Indiana guy, get on that list? (laughs) I go, jeez, it's every day. Oh yeah, there's no, uh, there's no question about it. Uh, but I will say, you know what he used to do at his basketball camp? He would tell the coaches, if you can't stay out all night, hanging out, drinking, telling stories, and then show up early to work the next day, you can't work our camp. Right. That's what he would say. It's great. That's him. Yeah. He. Uh, who wins? You know, he. To- uh, who yeah, wins tonight? It, it, I, I'm going to bet the Celtics the next two games. Uh, I, I like, you know, when you start losing confidence in your betting, you know, you, you can't lose game four at home if you're Boston. Like, that was really, that, that was the series. You go up 3 1, you know, you're able to close it out. I had picked the Celtics in six. So it was playing out how I thought it was going to play out until Steph has 43 points. So, like, this is one of those where your voice goes up. You go, Celtics in six. Like, I Celtics tonight. Like, I, I, I don't trust. Whenever someone's voice, you know they're lying, right? So I'm going to go, Celtics at the points. But I, I really don't have that strong enough. But like, this is like one of those, I, I really don't know what's going to happen tonight. If the Warriors win by 10, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm pitter-pattering here, Dan. So I'm going to take Celtics in the points. But I don't really like it. <laughs> hey, Tim, true story. I have a friend. He's the only guy I know that really knows hockey. And we lost, we won a ton. And then we lost a couple. And I said, hey, look, it was the other night. It was the Lightning. What was it? Lightning and Rangers. 
He said, yeah, I think I'm going with the Lightning to close it out. I go, yeah, no text today. I got to call you because I wanted to hear his voice, and I wanted to hear if he really <laughs> meant like, exactly what I just did. I swear to God. I either want to look you in the eye, I want to look you in the eye and see what your eyes are telling me, or I want to hear your voice to see what you really mean. That is yeah. so true, Tim. That is so yeah. true. You know, I only communicate on FaceTime. Because if you call someone, they're not paying attention. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're texting someone else. And they're like clearing the floor. I only FaceTime people because I'm like, hey, dude, this conversation could only be two minutes. And we're actually going to get somewhere because we're going to be looking at one another. Or else if I call you, you can't even ever get people's attention spans. They can't even handle a phone call anymore. Like, so, I, yeah, you're right. But my wife last night, last night I went out. I had two martinis. And then I only, I'm only allowed to have two because three, then all of a sudden I get sloppy and I can get handsy with anybody. So I only had two martinis and then I went to beer. And when I wake up in the morning, I look like Elvis right before he died. Like you ever see him when he's sweaty and he's in like the jumpsuit? That's what I woke up and I look like. I was like, oh, God. I felt like I had like a I had compression. I had like cucumbers on my eyes. And now, you know, I start to come around. Jordan Cornette, who works at ESPN, He's like, you're the only person I've seen that is ugly in the morning and amazing by afternoon. He's like, you dwarf into like another person. He's right. He is right. Yeah, I don't know about yeah, I don't know about the amazing part. You want yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm I mean I mean I like Jordan. I think Jordan's great, but I, he might be now, you know, he might be overstating. He I you know, I don't know. It could be wrong. Uh by the way, to your point about talking. When I got divorced, I started talking on the phone to my current wife, Lee, and we would talk. She was in Syracuse, and I would fall asleep during the conversations. <laughs> like, it'd be, it'd be like midnight to 2 in the morning. So after we got married, she's like, man, you used to be such a great listener. What happened? I, go, I got to tell you, I used to fall asleep in the middle of <laughs> You're the best, so we're taking the Celtics. I'm going against you. I'm 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 taking the money line, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the uh, this Golden State Warriors tonight. I'm taking them. Can't do it. Celtics tonight. Celtics. I tell you, Celtics <laughs> plus the points. <laughs> tell Chicago Joe hello. Thanks, Dan. See you, buddy. Him, my friend. That's a great Tim Doyle right there. Hey, follow him on Twitter at Tim Doyle, T-I-M-D-O-Y-L-E-0-0. And more importantly, follow his son, Chicago Joe, man. You want to know a, a great story? Chicago Joe Doyle. Follow that. All right, we come back. We're just going to be chatting. We're just going to be chatting. This has been an inflammatory show today. All the little libbies that come on the YouTube chat, they're all up in arms. They're, they're trying to, isn't this a sports show? No, it's not a sports show. It'll never be a sports show. Uh, we're going to come back. We got some Fox News. Uh, man. And see what happened with Ronaldo? And I got some bets for you when we come back. Stay right here. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie. 
your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Hey, welcome back. It is Don't At Me with Dan Dockers. Last half hour, Tim Doyle joined us. The YouTube chat. But, 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 but what about Idaho? What, 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 but, but, but. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, everybody. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we are here. We are ready to rock and roll. A couple of things that caught my eye. I don't, you know, again, you guys are better people than I, but I'd be a little blanked off at this. Did you know that in the state of Washington, in the city of Seattle, Washington's going to pay a criminal $250 each day he doesn't get mental health treatment. Alexander J. was deemed incompetent to stand trial. Now listen to this. Taxpayers in Washington state will have to pay $250 to a homeless man accused of pushing a 62-year-old woman down the stairs of a light rail station in Seattle. They got to pay the $250 for every day this clown doesn't get mental health treatment. Alexander J. was arrested March 3rd, a day after an attack at a Chinatown International District light rail station at 5th Avenue South and South Jackson Street, right there in Seattle. Jay is also accused of stabbing a woman 10 times at a bus stop that same day. He went on trial in April, but a judge deemed him incompetent and ordered him to spend three months at an inpatient facility. Uh, after more than 10, 100 days without being admitted, the Superior Court Judge Joanna Bender found the Department of Social and Health Services in contempt for failing to get Jay treatment. There's a video of him pushing a woman down the stairs. Bender ordered the state to pay $250 per day, which began accruing on May 9 until Jay gets admitted for treatment. He's currently being held in jail, a violation of his due process rights due to the severity of his charge. The health people told Fox 13 that the earliest Jay may get into treatment was mid-August, which could result in taxpayers paying more than $17,000 to Jay. Jay has nearly two dozen prior arrests dating back to 2000, according to prosecutors. Now, I want you to think about that just for a second. So you got all these arrests. You got a guy and the taxpayers get to pay 
$250 a day to this guy, according to a judge in Seattle. Now, here's the deal. Look, I think it'd be really interesting. Like, I pay a lot of taxes. People can say tax the rich. I ain't rich, but I pay a ton in taxes. I think it would be very fascinating. I've never missed taxes. I get a letter uh, every year. Maybe I owe more. Maybe they give me a refund. I don't know. But I know this. I pay a ton. And I think it would be very interesting to know where that money actually went. I think it would be fascinating. Like, people say, well, you taught me to go to schools. And no, I think it would be really interesting to know because one of the things that we get here, we get all of these laws in our Our no-excuses president, Biden, has blamed now uh, gas prices on the Republicans. Remember, he's no excuses. But he has blamed it on the Republicans uh, in in Congress for not passing his price gouging bill. Well, I don't know. If you are the no-excuses president, how about you figure it out? How about you do something like this? How about you take out all the crap in every bill, And you just pass the bill that common sense says you should pass, which is if you want background checks, get rid of all the other crap. Just pass a background check bill. If you want gun control, do that. If you want to pass a bill saying, hey, look, gas and oil companies can't price gouge. How about one, you solve the price gouging and two, I don't know, you get rid of the crap that's in the bill. I mean, all you got to do is read these bills. We had Jason Hammer on. He was talking about the background check bill that had all this nonsense in it that you couldn't do anything about that no reasonable person would pass other than somebody that knows they might lose in the midterms. So guess what they got to do? They got to pass a bill. And when they pass a bill, they stuff their chest out. And when it doesn't get passed, they blame. There is no no excuses president. I'm just telling, there is no no excuse. And to run and people to believe, look, nobody believed anything about Biden. They just hated Trump, so away we go. That's it. That's all it was. People hated, I'm sorry, they hated Trump. Biden was ridiculous. Hillary was worse, so they took Biden. We know this. And how they did it, if you don't believe in voter fraud, I can't help you. I seriously can't help you. You know, this came across my desk as well, and I, I, have ne- I never have any idea how to react to this. But the most famous athlete in the world is Ronaldo, right? I mean, Ronaldo is like, uh, what, he's, you know, he's a soccer player, he's a handsome man, some people have called him a beautiful man, all this kind of stuff. So he's very, 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 and he is from another country, which makes everybody in the United States swoon. Well, in the matter, uh, he was Cristiano Ronaldo had paid a woman $375,000 as a settlement to settle a claim that he raped her in Las Vegas in 20, or excuse me, in 2009. The U.S. District Court Jennifer Dorsey in Vegas now kicked out the woman's uh suit. She went back to courts, tried to get millions out of Ronaldo uh, after receiving $375,000 settlement. U.S. District Court Jennifer Dorsey in Las Vegas kicked the case out of court on Friday to punish the woman's attorney, Leslie Mark Stovall, for bad faith conduct and the use of purloined confidential documents that the judge said tainted the case beyond redemption. 42-point court order, dismissed the case outright, no option to file it again. Uh, that's a severe sanction. But she said 
Ronaldo had been harmed by Stovall's conduct. I find that the procurement and continued use of these documents was bad faith, disqualified. Stovall will not cure the prejudice to Ronaldo because the misappropriated documents and their confidential contents had been woven into the very fabric of the lady's claim. Harsh sanctions are merited. There you go. There you go. Ronaldo's people said that the action was brought in bad faith. The dismissal of the plaintiff's case should give all who follow this matter renewed confidence in the judicial process in this country while dissuading those who seek to undermine it. All right, there you go. Doesn't necessarily that he's innocent. Doesn't necessarily say that at all. She says she met him at a nightclub, went with him and other people to his hotel suite where she uh, was assaulted. In her bedroom, she was 24, he was 23, she was 25, he was 23. So, by the way, PayPal just went down 5%. If you're keeping score here on your president and how he's doing with the stock market. Yeah. Anyway, this is a really involved case. Now, I don't know what the truth of the matter is here. I have no idea. But I do know that anytime you got LeBron or anytime you got Ronaldo, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, you know. You do have to talk about it. I think it's fascinating. I think it's interesting. Um, I do think this. I do think that judges cracking down on malpractice is important because I feel like we have gotten to a point where we're of our lawlessness is seeping into the very fabric of our society. And if it seeps into our judicial system even farther, it's going to be a serious, serious problem. I really believe that. Uh, I, I believe that to my core. I have not given you today, and nor do I have one today. Maybe you do today. I've not given you a Deshaun Watson update. I haven't. I haven't because I don't have one. Like, I believe today or tomorrow is the start of OTAs in Cleveland. All right? There you go. But every day we will have something this week. Do you know why? Because Deshaun Watson's situation is literally the most interesting thing moving forward. Again, I'm using the ESPN method of stars. Talked about Ronaldo. Talked about LeBron James and the three uh, guys that murdered the kid at LeBron James's school or outside LeBron James's school. When you have big stars involved in stuff, then you must discuss it. Now, somehow, some way, this guy Zion Williams is a big star in the NBA. Let me ask you a question. If you were Zion Williams, uh, no, excuse me, if you were the New Orleans, whatever the hell they're called, Pelicans, would you want Zion Williamson? Would you trust Zion Williamson? He's eligible for a five-year, $181 million deal. Oh, by the way, Penn is down 10% today. <laughs> You're all's president, man. <laughs> what were you thinking? When you voted for this guy, what could you possibly have been thinking? But anyway, would you want to give Zion Williamson $181 million? See, to those of you that don't understand this, that's why you leave college early. Zion Williamson has a chance to sign this deal. That's the max deal that he could sign. So he signs this five-year deal, right? Well, in signing this five-year deal, he's only going to be about 27 when he's done with this deal, 26, 27. So now you get another one. That's why guys leave college. So when people say to me, hey, Dan, this guy is not ready to go to the NBA, but he's going to be a top 10, top 15 draft choice. You don't go because you're ready. 
You go because it puts your clock in motion in the NBA to where Zion can sign two, maybe three max deals. That's why you go. Guys will tell you point blank, look, I would rather play basketball at Duke than in the NBA. I'd rather play at Indiana. I'd rather play at Purdue. I'd rather play wherever these high-profile places are, but they don't pay like what the NBA pays, and you get your clock started. You do. Now, Williamson says he does want to be and play for the Pelicans. Can you imagine we're already having this conversation? Can you imagine that? Like this guy who does not play and is fat, he fatted his way out of the NBA to this point. He fatted his way to broken feet. He fatted his way to what everybody said was going to happen. And now somehow, some way, he gets to decide, hey, look, I think, yeah, I want to be here. It should be a matter of him begging to be here. It should be a matter of him pleading to be here. But hey, all right. In the modern NBA, a guy that doesn't play gets to dictate terms. Hell, here in Indianapolis, we never see Malcolm Brogdon on the court. He's making $30 million. $30 million. Let me go go also. You know who should be coaching? Bruce Arians. You know why? Because Bruce Arians says, I was going the other way. I was thinking Tom Brady wasn't going to play. I was thinking about who we were going to get. Who wants to trade? There wasn't anybody to draft. That was obvious. Me, to the public, I was fine with the two we had, Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask, because we've seen Blaine win with a good team behind him. Had Todd not come back, I probably would still be coaching. I couldn't give Todd that situation. See, people take that as, I don't know, people take that as Arians' criticism of Tom Brady. Well, that's what the headline reads, right? But the last sentence there is all you should pay attention to. I couldn't give Todd that situation. The way the NFL is going, Todd Bowles could have the worst record ever, but he's going to be the head coach because you have to, right? That's the way the world works. Somehow, someway, we worry uh, that the NAACP or the whoever will protest if we don't hire the right guy. Whatever. But he's right. It was 90% this year would be my last. All right. Arians is nine is 70 years old. But these guys worry. So you knew Bowles was going to be the head coach, and Arians didn't want to leave him with Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask. It's actually a shot at those two guys, not a shot at Tom Brady. But it reads like a shot at Tom Brady. Why? Well, I told you why. I told you why earlier. Because when the big guys, when the big guys come around, we've got to talk about them. And the big guy is Tom Brady. So we got to make it look like Tom Brady was the cause of Arians not coaching. That simply wasn't the case. That simply was not the case. It just wasn't. So there you go. But anyway, we worry about such stuff, right? Like the NAACP wanted Jack Del Rio fired. Why? Why? Because he said it was a dust-up? Because he said we should prosecute criminals? that vandalize cities? What's the problem with that? I don't know. I'll listen. I'll hang up and listen, as they say in the industry. What's the problem with saying we should, we should uh, I don't know, why can't we prosecute those that 
caused damage in cities like mine of Indianapolis and those that stormed the Capitol. I think the people that stormed the Capitol should absolutely be honestly and fairly prosecuted. I think people that tore up cities should absolutely be honestly and fairly prosecuted. Not let go for whatever the reason, but honestly and fairly. You got a guy sitting in jail 13 months already, if you watch Glenn Beck, 13 months the guy's been sitting in jail because a cop let him in and he walked right through. A lot of stories like that. Like at the end of the day, can we just have honesty and integrity in what we're doing? If you think it was okay, now by the way, for a white dude to throw a street sign, the end of a street sign through the front window of Harry and Izzy's and not prosecute him, you're out of your mind. If you think the protests, at least in Indianapolis, I can't speak to others, were peaceful, you're out of your mind. And if you don't think they should be prosecuted, you're out of your mind. Same thing with people going into the Capitol who actually did try to get into offices, who actually did try to intimidate lawmakers. They should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Of course they should. And why would that even think about being controversial? Why would that even be, I don't know, even a little bit? That's just common sense. And it seems to me, again, I go back to my tax dollars. Oh, I don't know. It seems to me that a lot of us are paying a lot of taxes. Don't we have agencies that can do both? Oh, by the way, Ethereum is down 5%. Your president. Get him, man. But I don't know. Don't we have money to prosecute on the federal level those that actually did? Or are we only just doing some? It's a fair question. And if Ron Rivera is so stupid or so jaded or so in pocket that he thinks those were peaceful protests a couple summers ago, then Ron Rivera's got to get out more. Ron Rivera can't sit up there in his multi-million dollar contracts in his little suite making videos with Daniel Snyder, kissing Daniel Snyder's ass. Ron Rivera got to get out. He's got to get out. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, son, but uh, I don't know. Coach Del Rio did understand, oh, excuse me, did apologize for his comments on Wednesday. He understands the distinction between the events of that dark day and peaceful protests. Hey, Jack, keep talking. Hey, Ron, get out of, get out of your house. Get out of the ivory tower, uh, Ron Rivera. Go see what happened, at least in Indy. I'll take you around. I'll show you the videos. I'll show you what the destruction of these, quote, peaceful protests was. Now, if you want to argue no justice, no peace, and, pe- and, and, and wrecking stuff is okay, then that's a different argument. But to sit there and tell the world that these were peaceful protests is just a lie. If you think they were, good for you. But I... But I Facts say different. I'll walk you down Washington Street right there. I'll walk you and I'll show you a sugar fire out. I'll show you all these restaurants out, Bowling Point out. Jimmy John's done. Hell, I don't even know. The brewing company, whatever it was called right there, done, out, boarded up, actually painted so it looks nice when the NCAA came in. I mean, if you got a problem with that, then we, we can't even talk because that's just facts. There's no debating it. 
You know, the video of a guy throwing a thing through Harry and, Indo's, Harry and Izzy's window, this isn't black or white. That's a white dude. I mean, stop it. Chris Beatty uh, got murdered trying to help a robbery that was right in the middle of the riots, right in the middle of the time of the riots. Chris Beatty, Mr. Indiana, African-American dude. I mean, you can get on a YouTube chat or you can get on whatever and debate it all you like, but you just look stupid. Ron Rivera looks stupid. Dan, are you allowed to talk about Idaho or no? No, I like Idaho. I've been to Boise. I thought it was great. My dad went to Idaho State. It was fantastic. Uh, I, um, I thought Idaho, when, I, when we played there in Boise, we beat Shaq in 1992. We beat Shaq in the second round of the NCAA tournament. We lost to Missouri. Um, and then I'll never forget, my then wife uh, was in the newspaper. She was in a picture of... Um, uh, she was in a picture riding her bike. Yeah, Boise was nice. I'll talk about Idaho. My dad loved Idaho State. He thought it was absolutely fantastic. I did get sun over break. I did. I got sun over break. So there you go. Marty Dog went to, uh, yeah, there you go. I don't get mad all you want, Libby's on YouTube, but it's all good. Uh, I bet tonight, I got to tell you, um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Warriors. I'm gonna take the Warriors and I'm gonna give the three and a half. Look, the Warriors may lose it. This is a schizophrenic series. But if I'm gonna bet, I'm gonna take the Warriors, I'm gonna give the three and a half, and I'm gonna figure it out. I've been on a heater, ladies and gentlemen. I've been on a big time heater. Uh, I had Mo Donegal, 50 across the board in the Derby. I had the lightning the other night, and I put a monster bet, and I took the four and a half points. I had a monster, too big for, uh, it was a DoorDash size bet I had on the, uh, on the Warriors the other day. So my toes are tapping. They are. They're tapping. I had a great, great, I'm on one. So listen to what I'm telling you today, people. But I am going to take the Warriors. I'll give the three and a half. I'll take it for 110, or I may just bet minus 160 and take the Warriors to win at home. But as we've talked about, 90% of the last NBA Finals games, guess what? The spread hasn't mattered. Hasn't. So I don't know why it would matter now, but it just gives me, you know, $50 safe. So I could bet 110, give the three and a half. I think that's what I'm going to do, although I might get rid of the hook. Baseball has become impossible to bet. A lot of you are asking me about baseball. I, I don't know. Who do I like in the Stanley Cup? I got to tell you. I know we're trying for a three-peat here, but it's hard to go against the Avalanche. All the Avs do is score. But it's hard to go against it, right? I mean, here we go again. Tampa Bay and the Lightning are in business, big-time business. So I don't really know. It's Monday. I've already got a swim in. I've already got a workout in. I've already pissed off half the Libbies because I don't follow the script that they want. Yeah. I got people mad on Twitter. Yeah. There you go. So at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, Ron Rivera, pimping for Daniel Snyder. Doug Peterson, pimping for Shaka Khan, baby. Watch what's happening. Watch what's happening with that Jags thing. They're absolutely trying not to pay Urban Meyer 
So the little con family who have ran, and they really don't care. I don't understand how any of you Jaguars actually buy tickets, uh, Jaguar fans. But they're trying. They're doing their best. Every week or every day, maybe, there'll be something. <laughs> the Jaguars need healing. Little, little, little sunshine. Well, Trevor Lawrence needs healing from Big Bad Urban. He doesn't have Dabo around kissing his ass and tossing the salad. Hey, my guy's in the back. Corey and Sean. Jacob, thanks for everything. I'll be on 107.5 The Fan coming up here in about an hour and four minutes. You can catch me there tomorrow. We're going to have a little Ryan Burr from ESPN Golf. I got to get to the bottom of this whole LIV thing. How about dudes winning $4 million? How about that? LIV against the PGA Tour, and we'll see what happens today. Does Ron Rivera continue to be woke? Is Doug Peterson still a shill? Do any of the other coaches come out and say, the, oh, my God, how bad was Jack Del Rio to actually ask a question and have an opinion that didn't go with Daniel Snyder? He should be given $100,000. If the people that work and kiss Daniel Snyder's ass don't like you, you should be given a bonus. I got to go to the bathroom. Boys, thanks for everything. We'll see you at noon on 107.5 The Fan, D-A-K-I-C-H-O-U-T.